0: I'm Karen Sullivan, and you're tuned into the Backyard Pet Talk with Shannon Riley Corner podcast.
1: Hi, Karen. Thank you for joining me today. Okay. Um, I just want to give a little disclosure to anyone who's listening. We are going to be talking today about Carly, who was Karen's beloved girl that we had to make the decision to do a behavioral euthanasia uh, after dog aggression. So I just want to let everyone know who's listening that Karen and I may become emotional at some point. Um, we may get choked up, we may have to take a breath. Um, and that's just the nature of the of this discussion. And so if you feel a little emotional and if you've had to go through a behavioral euthanasia, there's a possibility this could tr- cause some triggers. And it's important that we talk about this though, because, um, Sometimes people feel ashamed, or uh, you know that they did something wrong when they have to make these choices. And uh, Karen and I went through this together with Carly. It was hard for both of us. Um, and uh, but as you hear her story, you'll see um, it really was probably it was the best thing for Carly besides you know being sent out to you know a remote place where she wasn't exposed to any other animals, um, because she absolutely adored people. Um, it was just dogs that particularly small dogs that she, you know, just couldn't handle. And she had some other things that you're going to hear about today. So in this talk, so Karen, could you tell us a little bit about Carly from the beginning, you know, how you adopted her, where you adopted her, bringing her home, some of those first training experiences before you and I met.
0: Yeah. Um, I got Carly from, uh, uh, Best friends animal shelter in Los Angeles. I was, I just retired and I was looking to get a dog. Um, and I was looking in all the usual places, humane, humane society shelters, and I saw her picture and she caught my eye. So we went down and visited her. She was hyper when we were there, but she was in a cage with, you know, 10 other dogs or whatever. And we took her out and she calmed down with us and they took us out to a play area. Um, she barked at other dogs as they walked by at a distance, but she didn't, you know, she just barked at them. Um, so we took her home. Um, she, the very first thing we did, we got home. I as I opened the door to let her in, um there was a dog across the street, and I had her on a leash, but I don't know how she got she slipped it, she ran across. There was a little dog. She like re like reached for it and, and bit it, but then then ran away. Um and came back to me and I, you know, the guy across the street was really nice about it. I said, I just brought her home he said, no problem. Um, He said that, um, so I paid that vet bill, she was fine. From then on, the thing about Carly that you need to know is there was not a human that she did not love. She was the sweetest dog. She was a cuddler. (laughs) She was all kinds of stuff like that. Um, But she was, you know, she reacted to dogs. So I had two different trainers um, locally that We did kind of traditional stuff and it didn't seem to help i mean she was obedient she learned all of her she learned you know sit stay all that stuff pretty well um but she didn't um but she was still reactive to dogs so then i decided to take him to a specialist trainer in in the los angeles area who taught her who put a choke collar on her and um said we needed to teach her respect not fear but she needed to we needed to teach her respect and um, he was able to walk her like down on the boardwalk where there were um, lots of other dogs. And I thought, okay, this is great. I mean, I, I hated the choke collar, but I thought that's what we need. And then I got her home and I took her on a walk. And one of the first times we saw a dog, um, when, I, when I, um, oh, I used the choke, yeah, I used the, the choke collar. Um, she wasn't happy. And then I got kind of down close to her and she turned around and she bit me she didn't cut skin and she, you know, she just was, um, and I, I, that was the last time I ever had that toe color. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I'm not sure how I heard about you, Shannon, but um, I, uh,
1: I, that's when I got in touch with you. Yeah. And I remember it's so Carly's just unforgettable. She's just such a special girl. And I remember her very first appointment with me. And we met, I do my private trainings in the backyard of my home, Mm most of the time. sometimes at people's homes and sometimes at my training center. But this particular one was in my backyard. Carly came in the backyard, super sweet, but I remember her so clearly because the first appointment is usually about two hours and she paced and was so anxious the whole appointment. Like I was hard to focus because she was Mm -hmm. pacing and she was panting and she was hyper vigilant. Mm -hmm. And so I, Ask you, Karen. I remember asking for, can I try a thunder shirt on her? And you were like, I don't really care. If it's not yeah. going to hurt her, let's try it. Yes. Yeah. And we put that thunder shirt on her in the appointment and she laid down next to me and slept the rest of the appointment. So we yeah. could talk about what our plan was, yeah. which was such yeah. a confirmation that this was fear and anxiety. Yeah. And then I remember you going home and saying, Oh my gosh, she slept for three days. She's never slept this much ever. Oh, yeah. But she was, yeah. the poor girl was exhausted. And she yeah. was tired from her anxiety and she was yeah. tired of the stress. And um, the other thing I remember from our appointment, so weird how I remember it so clearly, but I remember you also telling me when we were talking about, well, how is she on walks? And you're like, she pulls all the time. Like she's yeah. nonstop pulling, can't pay attention. Yeah.
0: So I remember you asking me if, if it would be okay if I didn't walk her and I wanted to kiss you. <laughs> <it> was,
1: exactly. <laughs> I know, like, exactly. And so we, we put together that, um, obviously she was hyper vigilant and anxious at, at, in a new environment like mm-hmm. my house and on walks she was in flight the whole time like she just was like I'm scared to death and I'm just gonna run for my life mm-hmm. so we already knew she had flight <clears throat> she had had obviously freeze mm-hmm. while she was working with the LA trainer because mm-hmm. she just um internalized everything and didn't react but then you saw when you first brought her home and you saw when she react redirected at you with the bite. Mm-hmm. she also had in her. So she was exhibiting all the signs of stress, fight, flight, and freeze.
0: And it was, it was a relief to me. I mean, I wasn't happy that she was, um, afraid, you know, fearful, but at least, at least she wasn't mean. I mean, you know, (laughs) it was to know that this was a, a condition. She was, you know, fearful, reactive, but not aggressive. Yes. She her actions were aggressive, but she wasn't, you know, it just was a it was a relief to me to feel better about her.
1: That she Um, wasn't a bad dog. Because so many of these dogs get labeled as bad dogs or naughty dogs or Uh because they're misunderstood. And it's just like um, a really shy person being told they're snobby, but they're really Uh actually just shy or scared and the people think they're a snob. Or I've met people who, when they get anxious, they get really hyper and like, you Mm -hmm. know, bounce off the walls until they Mm -hmm. get comfortable. And then that person is labeled, you know, irresponsible, impulsive or whatever, but actually underneath it's all anxiety. Right. And that is what's so important for people to realize when, especially as we're dealing with this topic that we're going to be getting into more of behavioral euthanasia is it's not, this isn't obedience. This isn't being a bad dog. This is an internal mental illness. I mean, she had anxiety and we're going to touch more on that. We're pretty sure she had obsessive compulsive disorder, although um, actively um, diagnosing that can be, you know, a little bit um, Mm -hmm. tricky, you know, sometimes, Mm -hmm. but her behaviors were pretty clearly obsessive behaviors and she was also very um, anxious and uh, you know, and so all that anxiety and stress just led to fight, flight, and freeze. And so if anybody was wondering why Karen wanted to kiss me for not walking, is <laughs> one of the things that I like to work on with dogs who are fearful is take away the fearful triggers for a while until we build up confidence. So we knew that Carly was anxious on a walk. And there was nothing Karen was going to be able to do until we, on a walk, until we dealt with that anxiety. She was just going to keep being anxious every time she went on a walk. So she was able as to play in that yard. I
0: was going to be anxious while
1: I was on <laughs> And then the human gets anxious uh-huh. and it just is a whole big yeah. hot mess. So in case anybody was wondering why, you know, we might've done that. So, yeah. um, so then we started to, um, you know, deal with Carly and really, identify the triggers and the fact that the thunder shirt worked so amazing i mean she probably is like the poster child for a thunder shirt um mm-hmm. because she ended up wearing it like 24/7 i mean she could get it off when she got brushed or bathed and yeah. things but she actually really needed it and liked mm-hmm. it and it made a huge difference for her so yes, that was our first step of dealing with her anxiety mm-hmm. um but then we you know started working with the vets and um mm-hmm. um Tell us about some of like the medications and some of the medical treatment that you went through with Carly. Like I know because with the, we did herbs and we did food. I mean, yeah, we did, we did so all the essential
0: oils. Things. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, I think they had her on Prozac or one of the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the essential oils. We did the rescue remedy. We did. Um, I can't think of the other thing. You That's did some herbs. Her. I know
1: you went to a homeopathic because you oh, saw, yeah, the we, yeah, we saw the
0: doctor. Yeah. And we had her on special food. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Yeah, the two different kinds of special food. I remember we saw the the one doctor who did the like the massage, like kind of like acupuncture kind of thing Mm -hmm. once or twice with her. And it didn't really seem to make much difference. But I mean, Mm -hmm. she got better. I don't ever want anybody to think she didn't get better because she was much better. She just it just got to the point where I didn't know what was going to set her off. And um, then there was that day that she killed that little dog
1: yes exactly exactly yeah. so so I, that's what i want everybody to know too is that we did i mean we went through medications with her we worked with veterinarians we did homeopathic stuff and also i want everybody to realize that carly passed away in 2015 so that's 7 years ago from now and the change in attitude towards medication and what we know about educate uh, medication for anxiety has so much improved since then too. So COVID really has made veterinarians and veterinary behaviorists even pay more attention to medication now. At that time, us asking doctors to put her on medication was still more of a struggle, Um, but we still did it and we Uh pushed it. We did everything. And before we talk about some of the harder stuff that we're going to be talking about in a second, I also want everybody to realize that Carly... um, had also probably the obsessive compulsive and tell oh. some of the stories of some <laughs> of the things of why we determined that. And we did try to treat with that. We sh- we did put her on, I believe that her doctor, her vet tried putting her on some medication. If I remember yes. right now for yeah. her obsessive compulsive. OCD, yeah. Yeah. for the yeah. CD. She So tell us some thing- of those stories.
0: <laughs> she had a thing about like flashing lights. Like, um, I used to, i would barbecue in the backyard um often after when it was getting dark and the at a porch light and when the um when i would raise and lower the barbecue it would it would put some of the wall in shadow and some not and then sometimes the little bit of the flames that would you could see would would hit this wall next to me with with uh lights like flashing lights like you know just shadows and stuff moving lights and she would jump at that wall she would jump like Four, four or five feet in the air, she would lunge the wall and just jump straight up on it to try to get this. And she would do it repeatedly, mostly the whole, you know, the whole time I was trying to barbecue. She was, and it was, she wasn't angry. She was just crazy. I remember once we had a power outage and we had to put candles all around the house. <laughs> <didn't know> that. <laughs> and she, you know, I think I actually probably sedated her that night because she was did. hysterical. Um, and it's, you know, she wasn't anxious. She just, it was just this, I guess she was anxious, but it just was, it was like, she just couldn't stop herself from wanting to get those lights or chase those lights or, um, yeah. And and there were, she had other things that she did, um, that weren't light related, but, but that was the big one. And that was, I remember
1: when she also one time was at my training center and we were doing something with her and a it was windy and the tree was blow, blowing okay. and it, the light on the wall made shadows yeah. i think in my on the because i have foam pad in my training center i think there's still scratch marks <laughs> on the foam pad from carly i um, wouldn't be surprised because she we yeah. could not and there was nothing you could, could do to redirect her even oh. if you took her out of the area where right. it wasn't happening she yeah. wanted to go back to that area like it yeah. It became something she was consumed, and then yeah. another thing I remember you sharing is like at night when the sun would go down, you'd have to close your blinds because you have oh, a yeah. place in your dining room oh, uh, yeah. area where she would just jump and you had claw marks on uh-huh. the wall, yeah. From her jumping, right. and yeah, you know, we that's right. Literally would just... put her in different parts of the room during that time or close the blinds,
0: right? Yeah, I remember that now. In fact, I'd forgotten it. Years ago, when we painted, I remember I found some of those scratch marks <laughs> behind a chair. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and she that was, you know, so she had the anxiety on walks and, um, and and she had the obsessive compulsive. The other thing I just remembered is we tried giving her food toys to give her more oh. things to do, especially when she was going on walks, and she was afraid of the food toys that made noises. Yes, and we yeah. had to start and they and snuffle mats weren't a thing then and mm-hmm. snuffle balls mm-hmm. and lick mats weren't really a thing then she could do the Kong some but she wasn't really focused enough to finish it so we had to make like super easy she couldn't do the Kong wobbler because that was too scary at least at the beginning mm-hmm. um, or the kibble nibble ball because it mm-hmm. was too scary because it made noise yeah the, the
0: noisy yeah she didn't like the kibble nibble noise the kibble nibble because we have tile and it would roll around on the carpet and make the noise and she didn't
1: like that and she didn't like that yeah. so Part of the reason I'm setting all of this up for everyone to understand Carly, because I mean, she has lots of facets. She also has wonderful characteristics. So Mm -hmm. although we are not (laughs) highlighting those right now, she was super love. She, like you said, never loved every person she met. She got along well with my dogs because we introduced Mm -hmm. them very gradually and my dogs didn't run from her. Mm -hmm. We did everything very slow Mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. So she had Mm -hmm. dog friends just mm-hmm. my dogs, but she did have dog friends.
0: My next door neighbor's dogs, she got, she got friendly with too.
1: Yeah. So um, she, if it went slow and she wasn't pushed. And
0: they were the right like, kind of dogs.
1: And the right, yeah. and it wasn't an impulsive situation. So we're going to get into those. I wanted just to make sure everybody knew Carly was a lovely dog. Like this was not an easy decision because although we're just highlighted on the problems, yeah. those problems were there, but the reason that this I mean, if that was all, and she was not a lovely dog, this would not be so hard. She was amazing in all these other ways. But what happened is she was very unpredictable when she was impulsive. And when she was impulsive, there was no bite inhibition, really. I mean, it was. And before you start to tell these harder stories that we're going to say is that Mm -hmm. um, she also put you at physical risk Mm -hmm. when she would. Pull and go after a dog pulling you down or hurting your hands or yes. put you at physical risk and the emotional trauma um, that these stories I don't even think we're gonna have to explain the emotional trauma that you went through we, we went through um, yeah. and then the side part which really wasn't as much of a factor in our decision but was a piece is the legal part that if you didn't you fortunately had people who although it was very painful and they were nobody took legal action against you which yeah. could have happened you know yeah. and if it happened yeah. more times than what we're going to talk about it could yeah. have become a legal issue yeah. so yeah. we're going to jump into some of the harder part here for a okay. second so um so first so we already talked about that first time when she came to your house and she right. just went after that dog but the dog okay. wasn't injured um yeah. or got bit but wasn't severely no, just injured. a
0: real minor yeah, it wasn't just a little under the skin bite. It wasn't anything major.
1: Exactly. But so it then like three
0: stitches, I think. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So nothing, yeah. but still broke skin. So yeah. that bite inhibition was not yeah. there. I mean, she yeah. didn't just put her mouth on this dog. um But then, so I guess the next one was Sam. I guess he was well, the second, no, or was, was it Bubba? We, uh, yeah. No, so go there ahead. Was, and there was a couple of incidents. Yeah, yeah, there was a
0: couple other incidents. I, I was. um my next door neighbor had two, um, real calm dogs. And so she would, we, they would come over to my backyard or I would, she would go over there and she would play with them. Well, one day they, he said they were going over to the, there's a school yard behind me. Um, and then, and no one else was there. So I took Carly over there. Um, and you know, we were pretty hypervigilant about making sure no other dogs were there, but turned out somebody brought a dog in that, that neither one of us saw and it was a, uh, I think it was a pit mix. I don't know. A very sweet dog, but Carly charged it. And that dog actually turned and bit Carly. Um, and almost, I mean, if, if the doctor said, if it had been another quarter of an inch over in her, he bit her on the haunch, it would have hit her femoral artery. and She would have been gone. Mm-hmm. And then it cost you know, there's, there's a whole other financial cost, which we don't really need to talk about, but it was significant over the time. Um, so, but she was just very unpredictable, but then, We were having some work done on our house, some construction work, and one of our construction people left our side gate open. And um, I got a, had this man knocking on my door, really yelling, had a little dog in his hand. And he said, My dog had just bit his dog. And Carly had come out of the backyard and he told her to stop. He had a little, what was that, like a little Yorkie? Yeah. Tiny dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she and he wasn't, Sam wasn't on the leash. Sam was the dog's name. And but the guy, this gym, this guy that helped me with this, he or was the owner, he said, he told Carly to stop. She sat, she stopped, um, and then, but then Sam decided to bolt. And, you know, I think you said something like that. At that point, Sam looked like a squirrel to her or something, okay. you know, and so she went after him. She bit him pretty hard, um, but, you know, and then he, so he came to me um, and I, you know, she, the Sam was alive. Um, I got Carly in you know he took her to the he took her to the vet I you know gave him my credit card and said here let's you know let's get him fixed up and then I think it was um the next day that Sam died
1: yeah he Sorry. was hospitalized that's okay I remember he got hospitalized. Yeah, it was it was and it was hard waiting because yeah. it it was yeah 24 48 hours before but they were trying to stabilize yeah
0: I've, I've laughed and said, I've, I've cried more about that dog than any of my own, which isn't true, but I know because in addition to the loss, there was the guilt that I felt. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so, so you that and I was talked at that
1: obviously point. that was a very dangerous one. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and I talked at that point about,
1: about whether I should have a wreath and I said, mm-hmm. she killed a dog. Yes. I was appalled anyway. And embarrassed and shamed oh. and all those feelings that oh, yeah. are natural, normal feelings for something like this, yeah. that, you know, you had no control over, you know, how it happened, but it, you yeah. still feel that, like oh. you said, the guilt. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was awful. Um Yeah.
0: And then you and I talked about it. And by that point, she had also been making a lot of improvement mm-hmm. um, in her behavior was calming down. I could, I could, I think I could walk her short distances. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember specifically walking her one time and she was calm and then there was like a firework or something that set off mm-hmm. and she went into that flight, you know, how I used to walk her. And it was so <laughs> obvious what the, the difference was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so we decided to go on the, thankfully the gentleman whose dog died, who's Sam's owners was very gracious and, um, anyway but Mm -hmm. understood and we we actually still see each other he walks his dog in front of my house now Mm -hmm. we talk but um his new dog but um so then um things were going better but then while her behavior was getting worse her fear behavior was getting worse her ocd was getting her her fear behavior was getting better her Mm -hmm. anxiety was sometimes less her ocd was getting worse and that's yeah that's jumping on the walls. I'd forgotten about that one. I know mm-hmm. the wall in the backyard. The, and it was so unpredictable. She'd be mm-hmm. calm and then just in this, in the, you know, in a second she would be off. And um this wasn't a, you know, we we this was over a period of months that we that we worked on this. And then um one day in oh, it doesn't matter when it was, it was in June, but I,
1: yeah.
0: I'll never yeah. forget that. Um, I was, um, getting ready to take her, um, I think for a walk, I'm not sure, but I had, I think you were, I think, her were, a, I
1: think she was on a leash, she was on yeah. a leash when it happened. Yeah. And so I think you guys were opening the door and, and you were getting ready to take her for a walk.
0: Yeah. Either that or, yeah, either that, or we were just, I got to the point where I didn't open the front door without her being on a leash, mm-hmm. you know? um, just even if I we were just going to go in and out, she stayed, she was always on the leash. So, um, but either way, yeah, I think we were going out. Well, somehow either the lease wasn't, something snapped and our next door neighbor's dog um, Bubba was in the yard and Carly went bolted after Bubba and grabbed him and shook him like, you know, like a dog will do with, with whatever and dropped, dropped him. Cause by this time, his owner, um, next door neighbors are, you know, yelling, and I'm yelling. And Carly dropped Sam, uh, Bubba, sorry, mm-hmm. and then um, I went to go after her. Called her. She started to come to me, but then and then Bubba ran a different direction, and she went after him again, mm-hmm. and picked and and bit him again. And you know, it was it was. I want to use the word savage. Mm-hmm. I had never seen her like that. It was mm-hmm. it was you know, biting once and then running away because you're afraid is one thing. But this was this was yeah. she was attacking that dog. And and at that point, I knew I knew she was worse, getting worse. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. and Bubba Bubba lived. I mean, Bubba was, was fine. He, I think he passed away like a year and a half ago. He's, you know, he was, yeah. a, little, he was a, tough. He was a Jack Russell, mm-hmm. a tough little guy. Um bore me no ill will he would still he would still come yeah. see me when he was here um but at that point i, I, I didn't i think didn't you me.
1: have i think that he she did i in my memory says that she hurt your hand like she pulled you and oh, yeah, there was every one
0: occasion where I, I had like a sprained sprained mm-hmm. fingers you know pulled that kind of stuff i think i know at one point um she was she went after somebody i was in the park and somebody brought their dog over to carly when i was saying please leave her alone and mm-hmm. and she i kind of reached in to push the other dog away and i got he didn't break my skin but he bit the other dog bit my hand mm-hmm. you know pretty bad bruised it up um but yeah, had that and i think that there was more than one occasion where because of her lunging on the leash i hurt my hand yeah um, I don't remember ever cutting it before then.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. I just remember that. you having injury, but I don't remember the yeah, details yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. because um, because that wasn't our focus. I mean, that was part of the decision of all of this. But right. but then so now we've worked with Carly and 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 she's getting worse. And and at that point we started to really think. We never did these diagnostics, but we really started to think: like, does she have a brain tumor? Yeah. Does she have something else? severely wrong neurologically yeah. and one yeah. thing that's you know in dog the dog world like we understand anxiety and we understand some things but we don't understand yet if yeah. they can have you know personalities you know like but bi- you know they can right. they can be all these other brain disorders yeah, she's
0: bipolar. Who knows?
1: Yeah, but we do have we do know that and we're still studying that mm-hmm. but we were getting concerned that there's something more serious going on yes. um you did talk about the cost. I mean, even though that wasn't one of the main factors at all, it. I'm yeah, fortunate I could
0: have paid for it, but it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, you were fortunate that you could do it, but mm-hmm. in other situations, like paying yeah. for all the injured dogs, paying for all the medication and the training and the things for her, the
0: injury, to even her. though that
1: in your situation wasn't a situ- a decision, you know. But to save another person's dog, I mean, it could be ten thousand dollars if it's severe.
0: I think the the medical costs alone for the, for the bites to her and to other, that other Dr. Bubba. And then the the cost for Sam was about $8,000. Yeah. And that was seven years ago. Yeah.
1: And that was, and yeah, over 18 months. So that, and then the legal (laughs) part, but, but the big part, Uh, you know, is um, really the, the emotional, emotional strain the emotional cost on you mm-hmm. the fear mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. so you were getting so anxious like mm-hmm. you were afraid you were double doing gates you were like mm-hmm. if you had workers you wouldn't let like I think she came to my house sometimes when you had workers just in case they left the gate open again right, right. you know I, I mean again. Yeah. we had to be we you and I both had to become hyper vigilant on a plan always mm-hmm. I mean it was always a plan Mm -hmm. with carly like it was no day went by without planning how unless you were just gonna be in the house and no one was coming and no one was going and the door was staying locked i mean yeah it was an everyday stressor for you and she was still lovely and wonderful but when she flipped so unpredictable and so dangerous and then she uh, wasn't happy and she wasn't happy (laughs) yeah so yeah you know, then and this is going to be the hard part too, but you know, like we made, we talked a lot obviously about when we were going to do and, and tell us a little bit about how that decision to finally make that decision to do the behavioral euthanasia happened and and, and even share a little bit about that last day of hers, because <laughs> it's a little bittersweet yeah and it, it, it could have conflicted you oh. if you didn't weigh all if i wasn't stuff. already conflicted
0: exactly <laughs> um well we talked we, i started thinking i knew i couldn't keep Carly at my house i knew i couldn't keep um i didn't i couldn't just adopt her to somebody else without telling them what was going on i couldn't do that in good conscience um i could have taken her back to the, the place that I got her from, they would have taken her to in um, the middle of the desert somewhere and put her in a, a kennel where she didn't see any other dogs, but she loved humans so much. And I just, she would have just been miserable knowing everything else about her. Um, and, you know, my vet had said, I think even on the previous visit that there probably was something, could very easily be something neurological going on that, you know, that we didn't know about in the brain and we could do, mris and we could do all that stuff and um but that was before bubba um and then so then you and i talked and you know we could find a ranch someplace where somebody lived you know didn't have any other animals around like you said she'd have killed rabbits she could have done all that kind of stuff but it just wasn't fair to her it wasn't fair to um i mean and i know I have heard from other people, not just for me, but other people get really upset about this. You know, you shouldn't have given up on her. But I don't feel like I gave up on her.
1: I don't think you gave up on her. I mean, we did. every Okay. This is like, we knew that we've been preparing for this podcast for a while because we knew it was not going to be an easy one. Yeah. Uh, It is. is, And this is what people need to understand is some people get judged for a behavioral euthanasia, I, I'm seeing it, like I mentioned to you before we got on, on Facebook, a lot of my trainer uh-huh. friends are seeing it. And, um, sometimes that's really mean comments, especially because social media could be so mean. Yeah. Um, but when you're dealing with these dogs, yeah. um, is it fair to put them in jail for the rest of their life? Essentially that's what's happening, you know, so they get lifetime jail when yeah. they're not happy. Um, and there's yeah. something going on yeah. Or do we humanely let them go so that they're at peace and they are not not well, in pain anymore?
0: Like you said, you and I talked about this a lot. And if 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 the if it was just the behavior stuff, it would have been one thing the fear because she was improving. And I'll talk about that last day. But it was the the OCD and that stuff that just kept getting worse and so much more unpredictable. And I just said. We just finally said, we have to let her go. So the, so the day I'm gonna take her in. I called my vet, of course, and they can't get her until the next day. So we take her in and um, I stopped at a park on the way there, cause I was early. And um, she, I walked, took a walk with her along the along fence and other dogs were barking and she was behaving beautifully. <laughs> she was calm. She was um, not reactive to anything. I think I think there was a squirrel that ran by because it was one of the park that has around here that has squirrels, and she like tensed up and looked at it. But she was she was perfect, Um, and so yeah, I thought you know what am I doing? But I knew at that point it was the right decision for her. It was the right decision for me.
1: And it was that unpredictableness that actually caused the problem. Is because she could be fine, and then when she wasn't, she wasn't.
0: And then you know, she went, it was she wasn't in a big way, wasn't you
1: know? exactly.
0: He didn't go from fine to a little bit off the wall. She went. She was zero to sixty. No, she went. She was just gone. And um, so, after working with her for eighteen months, with you having had her for a little over two years, um, I just I didn't come to see another decision that was fair to her, that was fair to me. Yes. So. Um, we had her put down.
1: Yeah. It was not easy. I mean, um, the good thing is she did love her vet and we were there <laughs> together and yeah. you know, she had people with her. Yeah,
0: and, we were with her the whole time.
1: And um, yeah. you know, it was fair, it was peaceful, and um, you know, yeah. it was it wasn't easy for either of us, and it also wasn't either easy for the vet. Um, yeah. that vet that she happened to go to was my childhood vet of my the dogs that yeah. i grew up with so yeah. there was like yeah. you know three people who knew and she, each other she who was we loved.
0: she was pretty that was pretty invested in carly too because she oh. said i thought she was doing better and you know we told i she knew the whole history and i so i said she'd been really doing better and when i described what happened with with uh with bubba she she kind of shook her head she was sad but she understood <laughs> yeah
1: exactly so yeah so yeah i And there's nothing, I mean, and, and why we wanted to do this and share this story is, you know, um, sometimes you do get judged or, you know, why you, why'd you give up on her? And we have to remember that, um, you know, these dogs have to live in our world and some of them, you know, they weren't. There, if our world is hard. Our world is hard for humans, you know? <laughs> and so <laughs> There's a lot of acting out on our part too. <laughs> exactly, and our world is hard for humans. And so then you ask these dogs to, even just a normal quote unquote normal dog, to yeah. acclimate to our human world. It can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Then you ask a dog a, who's got some mental instability, um, you know, mm-hmm. something going on possibly neurologically. And to live in our society in a way that um, it's just impossible <clears throat> for them. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and, and we don't know because we didn't know Carly when she was a baby. And we don't know. She could have been, a, I think she was probably a very fearful puppy. So genetically, she probably had a genetic component. And, and
0: I didn't know a little bit about her. Um, what they knew about, what they could tell me when I adopted her was that she had been in a, a family with a large group of the other dogs um and i can't remember why i had why i had this sense but that there really wasn't any they were just like a pack mm-hmm. <laughs> or like a group that and my knowing her sensitivity i think she probably just got bullied and probably. you know didn't, and learned that the only way to take care of herself anytime she saw other dogs was to fight
1: probably um, and that's what i was going to say the yeah. genetic component so yeah. probably there was genetic there could have been medical too yeah um but then her lack of socialization she probably her socialization experience that first you know year of her life was probably like you said defending herself mm-hmm. from being bullied um, yeah. and so she went through fear periods she had trauma you know yeah. and yeah. all of that even for a human that's a lot <laughs> humans yeah. who are born genetically fearful or anxious yeah. and have trauma and don't get to be exposed to the world to learn yeah. yeah. and have trouble so yeah. then you had a dog who can't s- talk normal yeah. language to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's really difficult. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, um, it was it was awful, but it was it was the right thing to do. I've never, I've never doubted that. Yeah, I've you know, I've, I've continued to grieve. Exactly. Oh,
1: it's Isn't been hard. It? It's Seven years
0: happened. later, and this will still happen to me, but but I've oh. never doubted that it was the right thing to do. Yeah, for her and for me, but especially for her.
1: Exactly, and it's definitely something that um, I hope that this. You know people who listen to this will see like if they're on the fence about mm-hmm. what to do with their dog you know this kind of gives them our perspective of what we went through with carly yeah. Yeah. um if they are like no one should ever you know mm-hmm. they can hear what it's not a, a nobody's doing this on a, a impulse decision and most, a veterinarians, <laughs> and most veterinarians won't euthanize a healthy dog you know i mean it, she had to be showing um, those signs, which were very dangerous. And, um, even though it was emotionally hard, the amount of stress that you're going through every single day, like it was just getting very stressful for yeah. you yeah. and it was emotionally hard and there was grieving, of course, all of that, but now, but the reducing of the anxiety, the yeah. daily anxiety and yeah. the daily fear and, and the legal fears and the yeah. financial fears and yeah all of that um sometimes it's a a choice and it'd be one thing if she had hurt you could have rehomed her but this wasn't even that option no i didn't i just didn't see that working exactly Um, she was
0: and you know the final thing came down to me was that she wasn't when she would have these periods of rage or whatever she would you know Mm the acting impulsivity yeah impulsivity yeah the The day that she um she went after our neighbor's dog um the last event she she came in and she, she I she didn't look she looked ashamed she looked confused i mean it was you know you can't tell what, a, what an emotion a dog is feeling but she just wasn't happy it was almost like what what happened to me or i don't know it was the longer you know and i lived with her every single day and um I just it was the right thing for her. Yeah. As well. I don't I don't think even if I'd rehomed her, she'd have had much of a quality of life because I think this was getting worse.
1: I, I totally agree with you. So um, well, Karen, I am I know that this has not been an easy we knew though, we've been preparing yes, we for did. months that this was not gonna be easy. No. Um, but what um before we you know end our our podcast here. Is there anything you would like to share to anybody who's listening, who maybe is on the fence or maybe even somebody who's thinks maybe euthanasia is wrong? I um,
0: I would have done, I don't know what else I could have done for Carly. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I saw her improve and then, and then get worse and then improve and get worse. Um, I mean, you have to realize I didn't want to do this. Exactly. That's obvious. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, I didn't want to do it either. So I know We found every, ex- I mean, we really exhausted all resources. Yeah. I mean, that's where we went to let's try yeah. acupuncture and let's try. Yeah. I mean, we really, yeah, we um, it, minus I- an MRI, which by that point, it didn't really matter anymore I, because we could tell there was something wrong and an MRI may or may not have shown anything if it yeah. was not a tumor.
0: There Yeah. there were a lot of people who I knew who said that once the, the little dog had, once the, the little dog had died, um, that I should have had her put down right then. And, um, it was, we was, we seriously considered it. Um, cause I felt like, you know, um, but then like I said, she got better, she got better, she got worse, new symptoms all the time. Um, I don't I don't think there's a, a one answer for anybody in this in this situation. Somebody else yeah. might have done something differently. But I think it's it's important to know that that sometimes this is what you have to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's never easy. And it's, you know, never you know, something that we want to
0: do. So. I think you and I spent like bulk of two days talking about well what what could we do this could we do that what else could we do? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now yeah, exactly. So yeah. well, I'm sorry we had to bring up <laughs> old wounds. It's okay. Um, I'm sorry. But at the same time, it's I, I share lots of stories of Carly when I'm yes. training her dogs because there are so many amazing things she could do. And then um knowing her story when i'm talking to people about you know maybe ocd stuff or the thunder yeah. shirt i mean there's just so yeah. many wonderful stories about her as yeah. well and um, even always... even the story of her redirecting at you with the choke chain when i'm oh, talking yeah. to people about not using it clothes. wasn't a it was a prong collar prong collar yeah that yeah, wasn't so, I, so I said choke chain i meant that it, I, I it a prom all color. of those things on the neck though yeah. will cause that reactivity. yeah me. so yeah. um yeah. well i really appreciate you
0: the other thing Carly this... did was, I've always said Carly came into my life so that I would meet you.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Because now we've had multiple dogs and multiple <laughs> yes. experiences with dogs yes. or without dogs, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. all kinds of other yeah. experiences. So. Yeah, and
0: I've other dogs. And, yeah.
1: But it's... yeah, it's, yeah. You've had a, good had, good dog. Dog. We've, we've had a very good dog. Long, we've had a long dog and outside of dog world. Jimmy, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you know everything I mean it it happens and you things come in your life and and you just have to take it and now hopefully we can help some other people who might be struggling with this yeah yeah
0: yeah it's like I said it's not easy I didn't I didn't just say oh this dog's bad I got to get rid of her but it was the best thing for her
1: at the end Well, thank you again so very much. And um, I hope that this is helping other people. And um, thank you all for listening. And um, I hope that you send some love Karen's way while you're (laughs) listening because she could use the love energy. So thank you again, Karen. And thank you all for listening to our podcast today.